Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last time it happened on Farley Hill, the sheriff, Tommy, Allison, and Troy chased the criminal through the cornfields and finally caught up to Tommy Smith in a muddy mess of an adventure. And now we hear the rest of Tommy's story on It Happened on Farley Hill. Tommy was born to John and Marie Smith. He was only six and a half inches long and weighed about six pounds when he was born. The doctors were all concerned the boy wouldn't survive his first few weeks of life. He continued to surprise them by gaining weight and becoming physically strong. His early breathing difficulties had disappeared and after a few months he was eating solid food like a champion. Despite all of his success, he was always considered a smaller-than-average person. This stature took its toll on the playground growing up. His first experience with a very young Coach Lolinski was one of the most embarrassing and devastating moments of his life, and it shaped his social status for his whole school career. Lolinski continued to bully and harass Tommy every day. It started out by simply bumping into him in the hallways, but it got more physical in gym class. Shoving led to punches, and even worse. Through the whole process, and with years to plot a revenge, Tommy Smith took a certain pleasure of knowing what he would do to Coach Walensky. He had a taste of what it might be like the day he saw Big Tom walking home. Tommy was doing a volunteer project moving rocks by Halfway Brook to make a walkway when he saw Big Tom. When Big Tom came to town, he was very nice to everyone, but something made him turn into a bully too. His rivalry with Coach Walensky came to a head in the wrestling match at the school, and he knew that the days ahead would not be pleasant. Big Tom liked to take Tommy's lunch money, and he would wait for Tommy after school to pick on him some more. The verbal abuse alone was enough to demean Tommy, but the beating started on a weekly basis. He always hit Tommy where the bruises wouldn't show. But now, here he was, Big Tom, who was currently unaware of anyone around him. He was smiling because he still felt so good about beating Walensky in gym class. Big Tom had made the unfortunate mistake of bending over to look at a fish in the stream by the road. He was so engrossed by the little creature that he didn't hear Tommy Smith come up behind him with a huge rock. Tommy raised the rock over his head with superhuman strength he didn't know he had. All the years of rage were unleashed as he whacked Big Tom on the back of the head. Big Tom crashed to the ground. Tommy looked around. Nobody was here today. Thank goodness. He grabbed his wheelbarrow and did his best to put Big Tom in it. He rolled him over to the water and unceremoniously dropped him into the cold stream. As Big Tom's face lay down in the water, what little air left in his ability to breathe was snuffed out, and he drowned right there. Tommy walked away with a huge smile on his face. Tommy's plan for Walensky would take more time. He began plotting when he was only 10 years old. When the Adirondack Balloon Festival came to town, Tommy made it a point to volunteer for any aspect of it that he could. Though it was hard work, he was rewarded by multiple participants who were more than willing to teach Tommy everything they knew about operating a hot air balloon. They would spend countless hours with him and eventually Tommy was allowed to practice takeoffs and landings with them. By the time Tommy was 16, he was the most knowledgeable balloonist in the nation. And the funny thing is nobody realized how good he was. It was at that point he quit volunteering and he quit going to the festival. It doesn't take long for a small town to forget what they don't know. 
Tommy's next act at age 18 was to write in Walensky's yearbook. Walensky had brought his book to a graduation party and left it on the couch while he went for another beer from the keg. Tommy took quick action and wrote the words about turning the coach's world upside down. When Walensky returned and saw the book lying open, he picked the book up and read it. Looking around to see who had done it was useless as he was currently in this room alone. Walensky would forever assume a girl had written it to him as a form of flirtation. It wasn't until the final moments of his life that Walensky would realize how wrong he had been. On the fateful night, Tommy sent Walensky a note. It read, Meet me at Cove Point on Halfway Brook at 9 p.m. Walensky was on time when he saw the big balloon with the red, white, and blue stripes inflated and tethered to the ground. He walked up and found Tommy Smith waiting for him. Walensky looked at Tommy strangely and asked, What's this all about? Funny you should ask, Tommy said as he pulled the rope for more flame into the balloon. What this is all about is a business proposition where you'll make lots of money, but to find out about it, you have to go for a ride in my beautiful balloon. I don't know about beautiful, but I'll go with you for a ride. Where are we going? Tommy laughed. There's nowhere to go but up. Walensky crawled into the balloon using the small steps placed in front of the basket. His butt nearly got caught between two ropes, but he wiggled his way through. Tommy undid the ropes holding them down, and they quickly lifted into the air. Walensky looked around the basket. There was a shovel, a rake, a baseball bat, and a bucket of beer. Walensky had to admit that the view outside was literally breathtaking. He could see all parts of Fort Ann, and he carefully moved around the basket to get a better look. It was then he saw Tommy holding a beer bottle already opened. It was Walensky's favorite brand, so he grabbed it from Tommy and drank half of it down. The beer was ice cold, so Walensky took another big sip. Walensky then said, Now start talking about this big business venture you're pitching. Tommy laughed out loud. Coach, I'm so happy you're so enthused about this because I've waited for this my whole life from the first day you taught me the game of dodgeball. The mention of dodgeball brought a cruel smile to the coach's face, but his face slightly contorted as he felt something happening. He was losing control of his ability to move. He was losing sense of his muscles, and he slumped to a stool that was conveniently behind him. He stared at Tommy. Tommy felt the shift of power between them, and it emboldened him to talk. Just like in dodgeball, there's a progression as to how to proceed. You get rid of the strongest first. I've disabled your muscles, so you cannot fight me or hurt me anymore. I heard what you were doing to my son in your class. Needless to say, I'm not happy. Ever since that first day when you hit me with your red rubber ball, I've been thinking forward to this moment, and I want you to know how pathetic you look right now. Tommy slapped Coach across the face. Walensky felt the pain, but he couldn't even talk or move. A tear rolled down Coach's cheek. Tommy went through a list of all the things Coach had done over the years, and he accentuated the point by slapping the coach each time he finished an accusation. Tommy opened up a different beer and drank several sips and said, You never asked me what my favorite game was. It's baseball. Tommy picked up the bat in the basket and rubbed his hand up and down the bat. Do you like baseball, Coach? Batter up? Tommy got down on his knees below Coach and swung the bat straight down to the front of Coach Walensky's forehead. Coach slumped forward unconscious. The balloon was descending and it was headed towards Grandma B's backfield. It was completely dark and only the moon lit the path as the balloon drifted through the air. They landed with an abrupt thud and Tommy deflated the balloon. Coach came too, leaning against the basket and watched Tommy dig the hole in the ground through a hole in the basket. Tommy looked at Coach and laughed. When the hole was just right, 
Tommy had a rope around Coach's legs and attached the other end to the basket of the balloon. The last thing Walensky saw was Tommy Smith putting a plastic bag over his head. Walensky tried to scream, but all that could be heard was the rustling of plastic and a blackbird cawing in the night. Coach had a heart attack before he suffocated. A moment later, all was quiet on Farley Hill except for the laughter of Tommy Smith. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.